and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Good evening. You're listening to Straight Talk with Dean and Mark. We thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy another exciting episode of our show. Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Straight Talk with Dana Mark. It's the ninth day of November 2020. We're getting closer to the end of the year. But guess what, y'all? We do have a new president-elect, Joe Biden. Number 46 is on the way. And also, if I'm not mistaken, the 48th vice president of these United States Vice President-elect Kamala Harris making history, y'all. It's a sister going to the White House with a first gentleman. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what happens. I'm just glad that, uh, and I'll put it like this, hey, Orange Julius, pack your bags, dog, because it's time for you to get up out that White House. You've done enough damage in four years, and um, the people have spoken. You can sue all you want. You could file lawsuits here, there, everywhere, but the last time I counted, I think the electoral votes were 290 for President-elect Biden to 214 for you. So you know what? I don't know if it even matters if they count the rest of the votes. I mean, isn't Nevada still struggling to count? They're on their lawn hill right now. They're taking all day to get there, but it is what it is. Um, we have a new administration that'll be taking over. Inauguration Day is going to be a big party in D.C. Y'all better watch out because um, the AKAs will be there. And it's going to be something real serious, man. So you know what? But before I even get to talking anymore, I put it like this. It's the six-man Dean Geronimo. And from NJ to NC, I'm in the studio with my right-hand man, Mark Lee. So, Mark. Tell me what's good in your neck of the woods, my brother. Well, you know I'm keeping busy. Got a thousand and one things going on, helping Eric Kelly with his production of a week-long business expo. So he's doing that virtually, and I'm helping him and also doing my own show. So we're just rocking and rolling, doing all kinds of amazing things. You know, we had Eric on the show, and he was talking about he was going to try to pull off this week-long virtual yeah. show but he is pulling it off and like I said nice. he's already had some amazing speakers including the great George Frazier who talked about economic wow. empowerment and how we actually are the second largest group behind those um, Asians and everything in terms of population and we need to act like it and actually do some financial uh development in our own community so he definitely was preaching a lot of things that i know you preach as well and right now he's got a young lady named michelle that's talking about a lot of those same kind of things so definitely some great conversation is going on as part of his black business expo i think he's called the black business olympics or something like that but it is some amazing 
conversation going on. And like I said, I've been streaming it to our site. So folks that want to know about it, they can catch it there. And, you know, um, I'll definitely be pulling some clips so that we can have that on our network. I don't know that uh, Eric knows that, but you know me. I got to do it. I'm going to be doing this kind of work. I got to be getting some benefit both in terms of finances and in terms of other things as well. So, you know, I'm going to definitely be pulling some clips from everything and some of this great information that is being shared. Okay, that'll work. Because there's that'll all work. kinds of amazing information being shared. I mean, I'm just amazed at some of these things that folks are talking about. I mean, it is just truly enlightening the kind of fire that they're bringing. You had a woman from your neck of the woods, New York, and I think her first name is Precious. I'm trying to remember her full name and everything, but she is the pitch master and the pitch slayer. She's been on like um, those pitch competitions, and I think she was even mm-hmm. on the Shark Tank. So she's been on all kinds okay. of amazing things, and she brought some definite fire into the presentation but then in addition to that you know i've been keeping busy with my own things and uh i you know we broke the news on ibm tv that uh mr biden had won the election because i saw an <laughs> ap thing go across the screen we were going to go live with my buddy and your buddy mr zach so yeah. uh, i saw the chat go across and i said zach uh we do finally have a president because he's been calling me every day asking me do we got one now we got one now, and I kept telling them, nah, they're still playing games, they're still playing games, they're still playing games, and, you know, we were going back and forth talking about the elections, and at some point, I was like, yes, you know, I think it was literally like maybe one or two minutes before he was about to go live, and I said, I got news for you. When you go live and I hit that live button, you can announce to the world that Mr. Biden is our president. So I, then we did yeah. the announcement that way. He then went and did his Uber, got caught up in some traffic, and I think that while he was doing his show, his daughter had also called crying because, you know, she is of mixed heritage. So, of course, having Kamala in a um, coming up as the vice president, who is also of mixed heritage, being Indian and um, Indian is in from the country of India or family and then Jamaican-American. So she's got a lot of mixed heritage as well. So we got a chance to share and chop it up. And he chopped it up on his show about that. But it was just an amazing conversation and all of that. So definitely great things were had and a lot of great conversation was had so we were just really glad to be involved in that so you know a lot of things are going on and i'm just glad to be able to share that with the world and uh so many people are learning so many amazing things so that's just truly great what's happening in the world and of course it's just great seeing people do these amazing things and share them. So, like I said, we broke the news on IBM TV. Bill Tresbot, our man, did not get to break the news because uh, there were things going on. Then they, his shows, I think, are Monday through Friday. So, me and the Funk Master, we broke the news on the IBM TV network, and we had fun breaking it and everything. Of course, you know, we're all part of a team, but we still got a chance to at least have. Uh, our moment in the sun and I should actually say Zach had his moment in the sun because he was actually the one on the camera and he likes to call me when I'm doing his show I was just the man behind the glass giving him the news that the (laughs) amazing information had been passed on so I was glad to be the man behind the glass (laughs) so just all kinds of great things are happening and I know you're glad the world is glad of course we do still have that idiot that wants to be trying to uh you know, make some sort of fuss about how he was cheated and all of that. Now, I got a question for you, uh, mm-hmm. Dean, and then we got to get back about our crazy guest. Who, who knows? He might be listening. He might just have to call us back and everything. <laughs> but my question to you is this. Um, 
and this is a joke I've been telling a couple of folks, but I'm going to share it here on the air. Did you ever think, or did you think your parents, I'll put it in your parents' context, because I've thought about it in my dad's context, and even more mm-hmm. my dad and, and some of his allies and everything. But, you know, back in the 60s, a lot of the people in the civil rights era would always say, you know, when things weren't going right, that the man did it. You remember hearing that expression, the man yeah. did it, the man yeah. was all of that, you know, and that usually meant the establishment was messing up and, you know, the man did it. And we still say that to this day. The man did it. The man caused right. all that trouble. And I'm not saying the man doesn't cause trouble in life. But when do you think your dad or even your uh, uncles and everything would have ever thought that they would live to see the day when a white man and a bunch of white men and women would be going around yelling, the man did it. Because that's basically what their argument is, is that <laughs> they were cheated. So they're doing their own version of what our folks did in the 60s. They're claiming that the man did it. <laughs> you know what? And, and to be honest, I remember talking with my dad back in 2009. Yeah, like Inauguration Day 2009. So you figured that was what? Nine years ago, my dad was probably about 73 because he's 82 now. And he said he never thought that he would ever, that he would live to see a black man become the president of the United States. And he he also said things are going to start to change a little bit to the point where it's just, going to get weird and you're going to hear some things from other people that they've never uttered before and I never really right. paid that any mind but now you know, now that I'm older and, and starting to really focus in on not so much of the popularity contest who, who do you like better than who but who's speaking to something of interest to me my family my next generation coming up and now you see that they're using that as a scapegoat because they have no more plays. They have no more hands to play. They've exhausted all, all of the things that they could have used. They got a false sense of security and confidence when Orange Julius got into office. So, you know, they, they started being brave enough to call people out of their names in public, you know, try to, you know, be aggressive and all of this stuff. So now it's time for you to climb back into your little hole because the man didn't help you out. The man actually tricked you. So now let's move forward. Hopefully it'll be something uh, better and beneficial for all of us. You know, now that we've gotten this out of the way, but like I said, and I always say, don't forget your congressional election. Don't forget your state elections. Don't forget your local and municipal elections because the only way we're going to be able to make some kind of change is to start getting individuals whose focus is on the people and not themselves. So it's going to be um, it's work for all of us to do. It's time for us to get to the table and have our voices heard other than social media outrage. That doesn't that doesn't get us anywhere anywhere. So, you know, there's a lot of things that we need to do in order to move forward and hopefully we'll start to do that. 
Yeah, I definitely think we got to move forward and do things along those lines. And speaking of moving forward and all of that, I got to tell you that um, I had the pleasure of, uh, because of the thing I'm doing with Eric, a lot of the shows were actually uh, slightly repeats and all of that. But I did have a chance to, you know, talk about the uh, fact that Pfizer claims that they've got a vaccine, and we'll see whether that's true or not on the show before going into the rerun on the radio show with Mark Lee. And before going into the uh, rerun on the Mullins Music and uh, Memories, show we actually had about an hour and 10 minutes with somebody that ran for political office in baltimore and she was an amazing lady but she also has a very famous dad so we got a chance to kick it with her and yes i am talking about the truly legendary rain Pryor. so yes we got a chance okay. to kick it for about an hour hour and a half with rain Pryor and share some of what she's all about nice. and it was just truly amazing she did go in and talk about some of her own views and all of that about being involved and growing up, you know, hanging out with Steve Martin. She shared a couple of stories, and she definitely even shared one of her routines, talked about her play that she's doing now, and talked about some of the things that she's got on the table that she would like to do. So definitely it was great having conversation with uh, her and being engaged in that conversation. But I learned that, you know, she definitely shared a lot about the importance of uh, Kamala having that job as a her daughter also is uh, multiracial and uh, things of that nature. And, of course, she has some multiracial background herself. So it was just amazing sharing all of that kind of experience with uh, Rain Pryor. And, of course, she's doing things. And what I did not know, which your uh, wife might be interested in, some of her teammates, because I know that one of her teammates is a baker, is that apparently Rain is also a baker. So she was mentioning that she's okay. thinking about pivoting, and her pivot may be going into doing more of the food business versus what people are used to her doing, which is acting and all of that. But it was a good and engaging hour-long conversation. I was glad to be able to have that moment with Rain to learn a lot about what she's got going on as well. So it was definitely a nice. truly engaging conversation. And then, like I said, then we went back and played a little bit of Walter Greason and all of that. So when you get to download and folks hear it, they might hear about an hour with her and then they might hear a rerun. But they'll definitely still get some good conversation and some good new conversation because I know that you will mention the fact that that first hour is strictly oh, yeah. all involved in rain and all of that. So, And she's definitely looking at possibly doing some other stuff with us in our network and, of course, any other places that we can connect her with. So she is a truly amazing person and we're looking forward to having a great conversation with her once again in the near future but it was just so fun learning about her and how much she's learned from her own uh parents as well as uh what she's doing because like i said i did not know and that's what i mentioned that you talked about local elections she did not win but she ran for right. I believe it was like in the city council and all of that. So she shared a little bit about why she runs, some of the things that she was passionate about and why she decided to run. But I was just glad to see that she's not letting just the fame be the only reason that she is out there. And she's uh, creating a name for herself, not just a name of her dad, but she is creating her own legacy. And of course, is definitely proud of what her dad was about, but definitely was sharing that legacy and all of that. So it was just a great conversation and I was glad to have her on. And of course, she'll be joining us in conversations on our network. So that will be amazing as well. Oh, yeah. And you know what? It, it's got to be difficult to be, I mean, you're the child of one of the greatest comedians ever, you know, and the pressure has got to be, you know, oh, that's that's his daughter. And it's like, 
I know she's probably like, yo, I have a name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so now she's making her way. Yes, she is his daughter, and she's never going to deny that. But now, right. you know, you're not saying, oh, that's Richard's daughter, Rain. You're saying that's Rain Pryor. You know, yeah, her dad's Richard, but she's, she's carved her own lane, and she has things going you know, so I wish her well, man. Wish her luck on what she's doing. I, I know she's gonna do well in it, but you know what I mean. Oh yeah, she's gonna do well, and apparently, Richard, some of the other uh, kids are involved in more like professional jobs. Like I think she said, one of them might be um, in the education field or something like that. So they are definitely, mm-hmm. you know, acknowledging their uh, dad and acknowledging the doors that he opened we even got into a conversation about privilege and the difference between say white privilege and black privilege so we definitely got into a conversation about that whole privilege conversation so that was real deep that we shared that as well so like i said right. it was definitely an engaging conversation and she definitely dropped a lot of knowledge of things that she has learned and things that she is concerned about so i was just glad to be able to engage her in that and see where her head was and definitely i was quite uh proud of where she was i was at Actually, at one point I called her a progressive and she said that some of her friends don't bother to call her a progressive. So I guess they think that she's more like a, a moderate or a liberal. So she got a big kick out of the fact that I think that she's a progressive. Like I said, she was talking <laughs> LGBT rights and civil rights and rights for women. So that all sounded like the agenda of progressives to me. But like I said, I guess some of her friends were thinking that she had some other things. And that might even be the balance in the budget and being a mom and being a, uh, I can't remember if she said she's a wife or not or whether she's divorced, but still being involved in that family and having the budget budget family budget so we know that sometimes if you have to budget family budgets that might be seen on more of the conservative side versus what you're doing when you're doing the uh liberal social justice agendas and all of that so that's probably what she was talking about was the fact of it being more of a uh, kind of environment of that kind where she's having to do everything in that sense Probably, but you know that'll that'll keep you busy, man. When you you got a lot of things going on, and especially when you get into that social justice thing, you know, it's always something to do. Um, there's always something to focus your attention on to try to make it a little bit better for those that are with you, those that are waiting on you to do for them, those that come behind you. You know, so it's a lot of. Um, that you can end up putting on your shoulders and hopefully it comes out the right way. I'll put it like that. Now I agree with you. Hopefully it comes out the right way and everything's done correctly and all that. What do you think is going to be the um, situation now that we have Kamala and everybody in the white house and all of that, we'll probably be doing a show of mix of music and our talking because I don't know which guests are going to show up today just because I've been so busy and so <laughs> geared into a thousand and one different other things. So even if we wind up doing an abbreviated version, that's cool too. But I'm just saying that right. while we're waiting to hear from folks and all of that, I was just saying, but what is your thoughts as to where Kamala might, uh, and Joe might go in terms of dealing with these issues? I've heard that they've already announced today or they were planning to announce today. I'm not sure that they did, but I know they were planning to announce today that they're going to put together their own, uh, COVID action plan team and I thought that that's what we needed a long time ago so it sounds like they're definitely moving in that direction I know a lot of folks know that Kamala has been involved in criminal justice and all of that so what are your thoughts as to where we might be going 
Well, we're going eventually now we get to see what is going to actually happen. You know, like we've heard the arguments about her uh, vice president elect Harris being hard on criminals and all this other stuff. Okay. But now you're in a, you know, you're in charge of a whole country. So let's see, you know, let's see if you do uh, like Joe Biden said. Americans earning less than $400,000 a year won't pay more than in their taxes. So hopefully he can reverse some of those um, things he has recommended raising the marginal income tax rate from 37% to 39.6%. So if you make uh, more than a, a million dollars, hey, then you should pay more taxes. That's just how I feel. You know, some people say, why should they? But why should, shouldn't they? The 1% needs to pay they, just like we pay. I mean, we get hit. We got to owe the IRS and everything like that. So if he does that, um, the other thing about the health care, you know, wanted to make the Affordable Care Act stronger, you know, so that'll be a good thing for individuals who need health care but may not necessarily have a job that affords them uh, decent health care or they may not have any health care benefits at all so this is better than having to run into the hospital and ask for charity care you know I'm, I'm with it and then he talked about the you know student loan debt that's my thing the, the biggest thing is you can help with that you know and help with the uh, child care free early education you know what I mean? They want to make community college and comparable training programs free. So students from houses earning less than $125,000 a year will not have to pay tuition if they attend four-year public colleges and universities. What what they're doing is taking them, if they can do that, then, you know, there are a lot of individuals who said, oh, well, I can't afford college. Well, they're taking that, they're taking that uh, reason away. If this happens now for those who want to go to college but may not be able to necessarily afford it the way it is now, they'll be able to go and grants and whatever will take care of that. You know what I mean? And also reducing the um, the student loan debt. You know, so we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see. I, one thing I'm concerned about, I don't know whether you're concerned about it, but, you know, um, my pockets, my own pockets, like I said, I am doing an event this week, so I put a little money in my pocket, but not nearly as much as I would like and everything, not knocking those that are giving me the money, but I'm just saying that I need more contracts in order to make some money. And I'm thinking that we're not going to get any economic relief till January 20th because, you know, uh, the man, the Orange Julian, as you like to call him, might be sitting there holding that money that he should be giving to us in the months of November and December as ransom for him not getting elected and for all the stupidity that he's going through right now and everything so what are your thoughts about that do you think we're going to see any money is congress going to do anything or are they just going to be sitting there uh kind of biding their time until the new administration comes in and we just got to try to survive and i've heard some people might not be going to go for christmas because they're concerned about um how christmas is uh going and COVID. so a lot of folks are planning not to do christmas or thanksgiving i don't know what you're doing dean but i've heard some friends that are saying that they might not do that at all 
You know what? I mean, I, we usually well, we usually come down that way. We're not doing that this year, you know, just to be on the safe side, man. Everybody's decided that, you know, we'll pick up when this uh, pandemic goes down so that we don't put anyone in any unnecessary, um, you know, danger or a possible COVID strike or whatever it may be. We're just going to stay on the safe side and, and kind of stay in our respective places and spaces and, you know, we'll see so, so that we can see each other again rather than try to see each other now and possibly end up making someone sick or even worse. You know, we, we have more time, God willing. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Christmas, we usually stay here anyway, so... You know, we don't travel both holidays. We 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 usually go Thanksgiving and then we we stay here for for Christmas and bring in the new year and and then try to uh, make next year better than this year. And hopefully, everybody's next year will be better than this year because this year was horrible. In fact, um, prayers to the family of Alex Trebek. The co-host that made you want to learn stuff, you know, co-hosted, came into our house as the host of Jeopardy since 1984. And at that time, I was just 11 years old, man, like, but he made you want to learn stuff because you're looking at all these questions and these people are answering them and you're like, hey, what is that? And then, you know, old school, you had to go look it up. You had to grab those encyclopedias and, and go to the card catalog and use the Dewey Decimal System and you know, when you really had to work for what you wanted to find. But when you found it, it was like you struck gold, you know. So Oh yeah. I mean he, he's with the ancestors now but for all the years that he gave us entertained us and, and helped us and fostered our thirst for learning we thank you, and we're going to miss you, you know. Speaking of ancestors, and I want you to bring up some music and everything, but uh, when you come back, and I know we, we'll see what how things go and whether any of our fans want to call, and we can talk a little bit about what went down uh, last week and all of that. But right now, I'd love for you to bring up some music and all of that, and then I'll probably come back on in a uh, few more minutes and share with you two legends that we lost here in Durham. So Skippy Scarborough, one of our great historians, has passed away and gone on to the ancestral grounds, and I would like to share my reflections on him as well as a little bit, even though I didn't know him as well, uh, Mr. Ed Stewart. So, like I said, if you can bring up some music, and then I'll uh, see about getting some of this background noise out of the surface as well, but then I'll come (laughs) back and share some of those stories. Alright, so we're going to take a pause for the cause, y'all. It is Straight Talk with Dana Mark.
The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way. Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whiskey, the neighborhood original. This is Nikki Hall, founder of Simply Radiant LLC, a woman with great passion and skill to make you look and feel better. Meet me where you are. Let's take it to another level, a new you. See you soon. Call 919-971-6243. Make your place today. Bass players, best thing you can do for your overall sound. You've got to see this. New Bass Tone Incorporated makes Nightwalker bass guitar tube preamps. This preamp will give your sound such a boost, it's just incredible. Try it today. Try it today now. A great sounding bass guitar will make for a great sounding band. Make your band sound at its best. Thing you can do for your bass guitar sound. NewBassTone.com NewBassTone.com
right, we are back. It's Straight Talk with Dana Mark, y'all. Welcome back. Um, we've been gone for just a hot second. But um, it's the six-man Dean Geronimo once again. Back with my right-hand man, Mark Lee. What's going on, bro? You tell me. Like I said, you know, we lost some great legends and everything. So I definitely wanted to share my thoughts about that and everything. And I know you may have some reflections as well. I heard you talking about Alex Trebek. But one of our great historians here in Durham, North Carolina, was a man by the name of Skippy Scarborough. Skippy Scarborough was the uh, historian for the Haytai Heritage Center, was definitely one that knew a lot of that history and actually lived through that uh, era when uh, Black Wall Street was in its heyday and remembered wearing the fancy clothes and being taught to respect his uh, elders and, you know, definitely was always wearing some sporty outfits and all of that. But was definitely a man of a great deal of respect here in this area. So he will be sorely missed. He uh, passed on to the ancestral grounds on this past Sunday. So that was actually yesterday that he passed and everything. But he was definitely a true legend here in the Durham community. Knew more history than I think most of us could even dare to think about and I do know that there are some audio and videos and things of that nature that he was recorded in and that he was actually also featured in a movie about the funeral home business because he was a uh, undertaker here in the area and all of that so his family has got a rich legacy it'll be interesting to see who takes over that uh, legacy and whether they continue that legacy and also continue knowing about this great history of Durham the Black Wall Street and he was definitely one of those folks that do a lot of that history. So I think that we will definitely be missing that legendary man, um, our Skippy uh, Scarborough, who was definitely known here in this community and was loved by many. I mean, he was a man around the community. A lot of folks would see him out and around town and things of that nature. I know I was talking to my friend Eric Kelly, and we were speculating about how if this had happened in the days before COVID, folks would have just been stopping in their streets saying you know, about his life and reflecting on him. But of course, Mm -hmm. a lot of folks are just now finding out because, you know, a lot of us are confined in our homes and aren't getting out as much as we used to get out and all of that. So folks are now just learning about his passing. I'm sure that there'll be some sort of uh, service for him. I don't know what it'll be, whether it'll be a memorial or how to go with all this going on in the COVID era. But I can tell you that that man had so much history in Durham in his, uh, brain that it was just amazing he re- he could even remember some of the things that he did as a um, a grade school student and i remember him sharing me about um being dressed and getting dressed up and you know getting all sporty and i think that he even said today back in that day before the age of uh integration that when he was going to some of those schools they would actually you know all have to come to school in those kind of like um fancy uh outfits and things of that nature almost mm-hmm. to a person. So he was reflecting on that. And I remember him sharing that with us a couple of times. And of course, he had the pleasure of seeing some great people speak in the community, both some folks that are still around, like uh, Mr. Barber, who of course is involved in the, the Poor People's March. And of course, he also remembered being around when uh, Malcolm X spoke here in Durham. And I think he saw Martin Luther King and so many other great folks that he had the pleasure of being around and uh, talking to them. And like I said, he was just a true legend here in this community who will be richly uh, missed. And I know a lot of folks will be thinking that and will be reflecting on his life for a number of days as uh, time goes on and folks continue to learn about his uh, passing. And along those same lines, I believe it was uh, 
this past week that they actually uh, laid to rest um, Mr. Ed Stewart, uh, and he was involved in UDI, which of course a lot of folks know that's kind of like one of those business development kind of corporations that exist here in Durham to try to build up our community and to try to get some development, particularly in the uh, urban areas here in Durham and all of that. So UDI, a lot of folks, when they associate UDI, they would think of Ed Stewart, they would think of our former mayor, uh, Bill Bell, who is still very much in the community, even though he's not the current mayor. Steve Shul is our current mayor, but these are folks that they would reflect on in their lives. So like I said, I just wanted to share with our folks that uh, loss that we had of those two legendary figures, and I know that there were others that we lost as well. So definitely, I know that that happens sometimes. We've got those situations where we lose these amazing people, and uh, like I said, I know that uh, they will be remembered, and I know that their legacies will be uh, carried on in one form or fashion or another. I know that one of the things that I talk to friends of mine about and which uh, we oftentimes wish that we did more of it is that, um, and that's why I'm glad that we do this show here, Dean and everything, is that you know this is like a living record of when we get people like say a, um, mm -hmm. a Brenda Howerton or when we get somebody who we've had on the show who's definitely involved in our local politics or when we get somebody like a Pierce Freeland or when we get some of these other folks at least this is something that even long after we're gone, folks can go back and hear some of their thoughts, their reflections and things along that line. And, you know, that is more and more what happens in society now. I wish that more and more of our ancestors were documented and all of that. I know that I'd even talked, I think, a couple of times to Skippy about possibly appearing on this show, just like I had uh, Mr. Wheeler and a couple of others on the show in the past. So like I said, you know, you always have your regrets of the folks that you wish you had interviewed while they were still living and everything, but for whatever reasons, it didn't happen. And that was one of those cases. Like I said, I've had the pleasure of being on the stage and actually I think I've introduced him and done other things, but I've never had the chance to actually, uh, you know, do a one-on-one -on -one interview that I can recall with Skippy. So definitely, uh, you know, just think about those folks that we would like to have on the show. And that's one of the things that I would like to tell our listeners, that there are people in your community, wherever they may be, that you think that they have that legacy in their life that you would like to share with our listeners. Um, both me and Dean would love for you to uh, make them available to us so we can sit there and learn more about their lives and share their legacies. Because, Dean, I know that one of the things that I like to do with this uh whole platform is to have a platform where we're able to share things that are in our wheelhouse. And I know you're involved in uh, things to deal with criminal justice, things to do with the business community through the NAACP and a number of other things. And of course, I'm involved in the activism community, the cultural arts community, and a number of other places. So of course, we do get some of our guests from that uh, wheelhouses or our usual wheelhouses that we operate in. But, you know, that doesn't mean that we don't want other legacy people, even if they're in wheelhouses that neither me or Dean are necessarily comfortable with. Because I think I know that I will go out and do the research. I think that Dean would do the same as well. So I would mm -hmm. just urge folks that if they're listening and they would like to get in touch with us, um, my email is bluesradio at gmail.com. And they've got folks in their lives that they'd like to have some documentation of what they're all about. That's part of what this platform is, whether it's this platform or whether it's our allies over there at IBM TV and all of that. But a lot of these platforms are for exactly that reason, so that folks can share their stories, their lives, and all of that. So like I said, 
We never know. As my good friend Ray Pascoe says, we may know our birthdays. We all know that. We all celebrate them, but none of us know our expiration date. So we just try to live right. the good life that we can and try to do the good things that we can within our lives while we are here on this planet. And you know, then, you know, what the next step is, I don't necessarily know. I know that uh, certain religious people will say that, you know, you might go to heaven. There are other people that think that you might go back through the cycle of life again because there are folks that believe in that system as well. And, you know, only the one at the can tell us the end of the story. And I don't know about you, Dean, but I'm not exactly rushing to get to that ending story. I mean, if it happens, it happens, but I'm not rushing to get there. But where, however that ending is done, that's when we'll know what the next step is, whether we're just going to be, as one of my uh, atheist friends said, just sitting there and, you know, fertilizing the soil or whether we'll go into another plane or whether we'll go into heaven or where the, the rest of the journey takes us to. Only God himself knows that. And like I said, right. um, I know some people say that they've heard the stories, whether that's the light or whether that's people that have said that they have gotten messages of one sort or another. I know me personally, I have not had that experience, so I can't say that they are right or wrong when they say that they have been through that. So in my opinion, I won't know what the next step is until the next step happens, but that's just kind right. of my <laughs> philosophy and all of that. But I'd love to hear what your thoughts are, and I don't know if there's any legendary folks that you've lost over there in um, the uh, area of New Jersey, New York, or even in Virginia, but I will say, like I said, uh, Skippy was a true uh, part of the Haytai community, and he will definitely be missed by the Haytai community, but not just the Haytai community. I would say he will be missed by the entire Durham community, as well as so many other communities that he was part of, because he was definitely a true legacy person, and I don't say that lightly. You know, uh, Dean, you've known me now for a few years, that I don't use the terms like legacy lightly, right. and that somebody is somebody that is a legacy person, and they have left a uh, some serious footsteps to be filled, then they must have done something. And that's the way I feel about Skippy. And oh, like yeah. I said, I didn't know um, Ed Stewart as well as I would say I knew Skippy, even though my uh, mom did remind me that uh, when her uh, other half was uh, in the picture and was actually living here on the planet, that they remembered that at homecoming, that it was a um, time that they would go and visit him. And of course, folks would have their party things going on as Central was having their homecoming. So he was like, you know, I know that in Virginia where your homecomings are and other places, there are people that are known for being like the place that is the social gathering spot after the game, whatever the game may be and whoever the rival may be. And apparently that was one of the things that was going on with Mr. Stewart and his family because mom did remember going to a number of things after that. And she thought it was very fitting that he um, had his uh, service at a time when we were electing a new uh, president that was definitely in that progressive camp or kind of that kind of philosophy, I would argue, and everything, and was definitely involved in a number of community activities. I think he served on a variety of boards and a number of things along that line. So he was definitely another icon here in the community as well. So I remember that she shared with me about going to a couple of those games and him being um, a great host and all of that. And she just thought it was fitting that he passed on the uh, week that we finally went ahead and uh, named Biden as the president. And also, <laughs> as she remembers it, she thinks that this was the week 
either the week that we're in now or the week that we just came out of was the weekend of Central's homecoming. So like I said, a lot of homecoming activities weren't the same because of COVID. So I'm not even sure if that was the case or it wasn't the case, but I do mm-hmm. know that it's at least in this time frame. So however it would have been, she definitely felt that it would have been something uh, kind of fitting in that sense that he would be having um, what they call his homecoming or homegoing at this particular time. So definitely, okay. um, I think that those are two legendary figures that I just wanted to share a little bit of my reflections about and my thoughts about, but I definitely know that they were some powerful folks here in the area. So I don't know if you've got any thoughts about just uh, life in general or about um, people when they do pass on or things along that line, but I'd love to hear you. I've been rambling on for about 13 minutes about them and everything, <laughs> but I just wanted to share that with our listeners. You know what? It's interesting because we all have our thoughts on what happens and sometimes that changes, you know, um, is it possible that individuals, you know, I remember watching a movie and it made me think, um, individuals have passed on and when we, when they were being judged at the gate, whether they were going to go on and earn their wings or what happens after that. And they had a, a feather and like a, a scale right there. And if your deeds weighed more than the feather, then you were allowed to earn your wings and go into the, into the gates of heaven. If not, then you go back here to earth to try it again, but not as the adult, if if they were adult, not as the adult, everybody started out being born again, um, going back through the cycle of life. And it made me think because, you know, we always had those um, family members that, you know, you'll hear this growing up, you've been here before, or, you know, he's an old soul or she's an old soul. And you think about all of those things and it's like, maybe that is possible. We don't know because we weren't there when the world was created, but depending on what your beliefs are, you believe that, you know, a person leaves this earthly body and their spirit returns back to, uh, be with the most high but then what you know we, we always get to a point and we stop because we don't know what the next part is so it is I, I you know it is possible some religions believe that there's only a certain amount of people that will be able to sit at the throne and sit at his feet but you know to each his own because no one religion is greater than the other even though you let some people explain it and and they'll tell you that theirs is the only religion and everything else is evil wicked demonic or what have you and it's interesting when you hear those conversations because it's like hmm, how would you know you know but then sometimes that's a train of thought that is passed down and passed on so an individual will say hey well okay, I'm Baptist, so everybody that's good is Baptist and everybody else is suspect, but you can't say that because you're going to meet people of all 
they're like races, creeds, and everything else that I always say good people are good people. And you can't put them in certain categories because it's not just all black people. It's not just all white people. It's not just a certain religion. It's not just if you like a certain thing. Good people are good people. And if you live a life where you're humble and you care about folks, you're going to run into these individuals in some of the most unlikeliest of places. And even still, after you've run into them and you've made a new friend or what have you, you'll be surprised that when things get tough and things get tight, there are some individuals who actually will come to your aid that you never expected to help you. And when that happens, it starts to change that singular view that people have. You know, growing up, I grew up in an all-black city, majority black city. I put it like that, Petersburg, Virginia. At that time, you know, that's a right there where Lisa rented the grant at Appomattox Courthouse. That's right in that. That's that area, you know. But we had individuals that we grew up with that didn't look like us, but we treated them just like everybody else. And we were all friends and we all, to this day, we're still friends. I mean, you know, people want to separate some things into race and then, you know, try to make it seem like white is right or whatever. And then, or on the opposite end, they don't want to be friends with anyone that is not black. And it's a, a singular way of thinking. You know, I, my first, my first best friend was, is not dark like me, you know? Gotcha. And to this day, I mean, we go kind of over 40 something years. And yeah, life took us in different directions as we got older, but we're still friends. And along the way, I've met a lot of individuals and and the, the statement growing up that my mother said to me, God rest her soul, she said, you know, everybody that um, is with you doesn't always look like you. And I was like, that doesn't make sense because I couldn't see it then. You know, I was younger and, you know, your mind doesn't go to logic. It goes to some other place. But as I got older and I started working professionally, you know, I found out the the whole statement is, Everybody that looks like you is not with you, but everybody that doesn't look like you is not against you. You know, so I found that to be true. And you take that whole statement and shorten it my way. Good people are good people, you know, and there's no, well, he's he's okay, but there's no but in it. When you find good people, you hold on to them because, like I said, sometimes, they may be able to help you. Other times, they may be able to refer you to someone who can help you and that is able to steer you in a direction where you'll have a, a positive outcome as opposed to, you know, just kind of fumbling in the trees and trying to find your own way, getting frustrated at every turn and then giving up. So, you know, remain humble at all times. Remain approachable 
and be able to sometimes listen to an opposing point of view. You may not initially like it, but when you sit back and you really think of and you digest the information that was given to you, then you say, you know what, man, that guy's all right or that lady's all right. You know, I didn't expect them to to be that way because we all have biases and we make assumptions and all kinds of things that unfortunately were uh, taught to us. Cause if you look at little kids and you watch them play, they don't say, Oh, well I'm black. So I'm going to go over here with all the black kids or I'm white. So I'm going to just go over here. They never do that. You see them playing, they get in the lawn, just, they're just having fun. And if we had able to keep that mindset, and I go even further back, if we had that mindset, we wouldn't have a lot of the issues that we have today. We always had these little weird issues, and, and now you have individuals who are, you know, upset that there is a, and I'm going to call, you know, some people say black and Asian. You say what you want. I'm going to call her black. So now we have a black woman who is going to be the first woman vice president, and I believe she would be the 48th vice president of these United States. So for every little girl that's growing up now, like back in 2009, for every little boy that finally saw a president and said, hey, he looks like me. And those young black girls now can look at Kamala Harris and say, hey, she looks like me. And exactly. to, have, to know that there is no limit as to what you can do. Yes, you will run into individuals who will try to stifle your movement as they are while mm-hmm. they're calling her, you know, calling her out her name and all these threats and stuff. Man, go back into your little hole where you were before 2016. You know, 2017, you came out. You had this false sense of security, this false bravado, this false confidence, and you had a person sitting in the number one spot that told you to stand by and stand down because, you know, when I give the word, but then again, you know what, man, who are you? To be honest, who are you? You locked up and got the presidency because you told a whole bunch of lies and you found a whole bunch of people that believed you. It's the charismatic syndrome. It's the same thing that Jim Jones had when he had all of those people just give up their lives and move to Guyana. And then next thing you know, it's like, hey, y'all, everybody needs to drink the Kool-Aid. And then all these Mm -hmm. people died. You know, and like David Koresh, who took all of these individuals who were lost and moved into the Branch Davidian compound and had them honestly believe that he was the Messiah. But he ended up getting all of them killed too. You know, all of these charismatic guys, Charles Manson, you know, took a bunch of people who probably didn't know who they were themselves and gave them this false sense of who they were to the point that he told them, go out and kill folks, and they just did it. You know, so it's a whole lot of madness going on, and those charismatic individuals are the ones who, like, 
all of this stuff, man, it doesn't make logical sense. You have individuals right. who claim that they're men and women of God and you know, they, they come in there and they they give you they give you these feel good stories about somebody who, you know, was blessed with a house. Meanwhile, somebody's in the congregation sitting there wondering where they're going after this service because you're kicking everybody out of the church when you want to lock the doors. You're talking about right. individuals who were blessed with food and there's somebody sitting there whose refrigerator is empty, yet you have no food pantry for them to even take home some groceries. Hey, y'all, you know, there's no judgment. There's no shame. If you want to wait to be the last one to get it and go, we got something for you, though. You know, you don't have that. But you ask and you ask and you ask for money, 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 and money. And then you don't use it for, you know, I mean, you know, people say, well, it's God's money. Well, yeah, but his representative is not handling it too well. When you can go buy a huge house and you don't, you know, you want to brag on your house and your cars and all of this, but people are not coming there to hear you talk about how great you are because you think God is great because you have all these things. They want to know, do you know Jesus? You know, do you know right. Jesus? You can preach all you want, but if you don't know Jesus, you're making a whole bunch of noise. You can shout, yell, scream, run around in the church, fall out in the church, speak in tongues. You can do all of those, but if you don't know Jesus, it's a nice little minstrel show you have every Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and there are some that, you know, when you ask those difficult questions, now people don't want to, uh, you know, they, they kind of get mad at you like you don't believe in God. No, I believe. And I I think he may have sent me to challenge you because what you're doing right here is not what the most high intended. He did not intend for this to become what you have it right here. So I guess he sent me to ask you this question and then to see, and hopefully some other people may be able to see how false of a prophet you may be when you get offended. Mm -hmm. And you tell me don't come back to your church. Well, that's fine. I wasn't going to come back anyway. But I'm going to tell about six or seven, as many people as I can, six or seven people, every time I see somebody, if they say your name, I'm going to say, man, don't do it. You know what I mean? I'm nobody special. But at the same time, maybe it is meant for, you know, when you find out what your purpose is, you kind of, slip into that role and it doesn't matter what people think. It doesn't matter what people say. You just keep doing what you do. And, and sometimes it's gotta be, sometimes it's gotta be blunt, but there's still a way, like I said, uh, yesterday, there's still a way to remix that message so that, you know, the sensitive are able to handle what you're saying. (laughs) I agree with you. You missed the, everything. Now, uh, speaking of the sensitive and uh, all of that, and I definitely agree with you on uh, how you put that, but, you know, we had that uh, gentleman last week that I think was not that sensitive, so if you're listening, um, both me and Dean can say that I guess you were wrong, because he was definitely giving us a hard time about how Trump was going to win the election and all of that, so I think that if he's listening, he might be hiding, because he knows that if he calls, we're going to clown him and all of that, because he was talking all that smack about how they were going to 
just like have a red wave and it was not going to be a good day for the Democratic Party or for liberals or whatever folks you might want to label folks. But he just walked down that it was going to go down in history with a second term. So that sounds to me like uh, he lost that battle and that might be why he's probably listening and thinking like, I can't call them folks. They might talk junk about me and bring me down and we don't even have the other three folks who he really needs to apologize to. But definitely, uh, like I said, if you're listening, I forgot, I think it was David was his name. If you're listening, David, I think you bet on the wrong horse. I think that uh, Gene would agree with me that you bet on the wrong horse as well. So like I said, that's just what I'm going to say about David, and hopefully we won't hear from him ever again. But there's no telling. He might decide to give us a call or something. But it sounds like he bet on the wrong horse in this you know case. What, but though? on a lighter note, I know that your wife had that fantastic event. So how did that go yesterday? And uh, definitely, I know you said it's a women's group. So, of course, if women from around the globe want to get in touch, they need to get in touch with your wife. But if you will let folks know once again about that event and about how it went last night, because I believe it was last night was when that event was taking yeah, place. Um, actually, she had to to get everybody off. Of the, I do know this part. Because I heard it, you know, she was like, okay, you know, it, it's, it was closer to 1030. It's supposed to run from 8 to 10. And here it is going on 1030. And she's like, you know, ladies, you know, it's it's that time. We'll be back in two weeks. And I think they were having such a great conversation that some of them did not want to actually get off of the line. So that's a good thing, you know, and I know – uh, in two weeks, which will be the 22nd, they're going to talk about um, like separation, relationships, divorce, things like that. And it's called Candid Conversations with Dr. Diamond. So it's every other Sunday right now from 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it's a group where women talk about issues that are relative to women, you know, so they get in there, they have their conversations and, you know, I heard a lot of laughing and stuff. So they're able to go through all of the uh, emotions that they need to go through to, to process the message that's being conveyed. But it is a uh, candid conversations with Dr. Diamond and she can be reached. Uh, via social media, that page is called Candid Conversations with Dr. Diamond. So if you're on, like, Facebook, you know, search for that group, and then she'll reach out to you. You have to um, be interviewed to come into the group, so it's not a free-for-all type deal. You know, they are screened and interviewed so that when they come in, they can be a cohesive part of the group. Or if you're not on social media, you can email her, at candidconversations.dr.d at gmail.com. Sounds like a great thing that they're doing in terms of getting folks involved and everything and definitely having those engaging conversations. I know that the other thing that we sometimes talk about is sports. And, uh, you know, I know you're not a big fan of his because he used to play for a team that would go against 
Baltimore, but I do have him as my quarterback in fantasy football. And Tom Brady just let me down all kinds of ways yesterday. So I think I'm going to still have a winning record because I'll fall to probably five and four unless one of them tight ends just has a monster game or something like that. So I'm pretty much accepting defeat for this game, but I will bounce back and I'm not trying to get to 500 balls. So I need to get a win next week so that I can at least be above 500. But no, I think that he might have even scored minus one point in terms of fantasy football. So no, Tom Brady did not do me any favors. He's done me favors in the past. Your Ravens are oftentimes doing me great favors. So I do like that defense. They've been giving me some good points and all of that. So they've been doing a good job. But Mr. Brady, uh, he fell asleep on the job. And uh, Drew Brees just kind of like just ran all kinds of circles around him in terms of a comparison in that game yesterday. So like I said, I'm trying to get uh, – they might have to see if I can't find Mr. Brady's personal number and give him a call and be like, hey, Mr. Brady, your uh, fantasy coach says you need to get your uh, act together because he can't be going down like this. Like like he's going to pay attention to me because we know that they don't really pay attention to their fantasy coaches the way they do their real coaches. Even though sometimes as I'm watching the players, I'm not sure they even pay attention to their real coaches. But I know they don't pay attention <laughs> to the fantasy one. So. <laughs> but like I said, that's what's happening on that end. So I'm hoping that uh, – I can definitely bounce back with a better win and all of that. Of course, I know a number of folks are paying attention to what's going on in our society, whether that's economic uh, non-gains, because we're all trying to struggle along with our economy or trying to deal with the health things that are going on with the pandemic and a number of other things that are happening in our society. So I know that I'm going to try to stay engaged. And of course, I'm going to be reaching out to some folks. I did have a very uh, busy week last week. So I apologize, Dean. I was not on top of the game as much as usual in terms of lining up guests and all of that. But, you know, I will come back, <laughs> bouncing back with some hard acts and some hard folks on the next show and everything. Yeah. But we just had so much things going on and all of that. But definitely, I think that those were some great points that we brought. I definitely want to share a little bit of the legacy of Skippy and all of that. And, of course, we'll come back with some more amazing guests on it next week. Once again, if folks are interested in being a guest on the show, don't hesitate to reach out to me, bluesradio at gmail.com and all of that. So bluesradio at gmail.com and definitely continue to stay engaged with us and all of that. Matter of fact, I'm going to do something that you're definitely not supposed to do live and on the air, but you know, we talk about all kinds of things. I know even on IBM TV, we talk about how we show the making of a TV show or the making of other shows live and on the air. So even though it's going out on the air, I'm just going to let Gene know that we did receive a minor amount of pay from PayPal for okay. us being, uh, having like some things running and things of that nature. Unfortunately, we're okay, right back okay. into the expenses that we have, but I've already That's looked and right. I think that the next payout on the next month might even be higher than the one that we got this time. So we are getting okay. some limited revenue. I mean, literally it's pennies on the dollar. So I mean, it might even be half of a penny or a quarter of a penny, but we are finding some ways to make some revenue in the wonderful world of a podcast. And then hopefully folks will learn more about that. And who knows, maybe they'll even help us uh, line up some true sponsors with some true cash. But we did get at least a few pennies because I saw that last week in the PayPal. And then, like I said, it went right back into other uh, expenses in order to keep us running. But we uh, we did right. make at least a little bit of a penny. And I think they said the next pennies will be coming in January. So it was less okay. than 20. And I'll just say that. But we did. You know, it's kind of 
funny. I was telling her to mom, you know, one of our supporters and everything, and she was saying, wow, so you got like a little bit of pennies in the PayPal, and every little bit counts in these kind of endeavors, doesn't it? I was like, yes, you're absolutely right. Every little bit counts. So like I said, hopefully we'll maybe quadruple that amount than what we got last time. But it was definitely, you know, it wasn't even a Jefferson, but at least we got a little something. And hopefully maybe next time they'll give us a Benjamin or like a Ben Franklin or something like that. (laughs) Hey, we'll take what we can get, man. You know, we ain't going to be picky. But if anybody would like to, you know, speak about sponsorship, make sure you contact Mark Lee at at bluesradio at gmail.com. So, you know, we we can definitely... Um, if you're interested, you know, talk about sponsorship opportunities. So it's possible. It's possible. Yep, definitely. We would love to have that kind of things going on. So definitely, if they're interested, we can definitely have that going on. And like I said, I know both me and Dean are going to be scouring our avenues of uh, contacts to see what we can bring to you as guests and everything. Because I know that we got to get some more folks, even up there from the Northeast. So, like I said, I know I had a couple of Southerners, so I need to get a couple of folks from the Northeast. And of course, we did have uh, folks like Fernando calling all the way from the West Coast. So, it might even be time for us, Dean, to reach out over across the pond and see if we can't find some of our international guests as well. Because I know you enjoy learning about different folks from around the world, as do I. So, we might have to see if we can't find some of our international guests to call as well. Because I know we learned a lot that time that Cheryl Lee called from South Africa, and I think we've had a couple of right. other folks who have called internationally as well so we're definitely hoping to have more conversations with our international folks also so like i said you know i, I still can't get over the fact that she caught that she called us on her eve of her anniversary night and all of that and then we'll go have the anniversary later on so actually i think it was the morning of her anniversary so right it's amazing but those kind of things happen raw and on the radio so definitely it was enjoyable and definitely i think folks had a enjoyable time so we'll just have to reach out and find some more folks that are interested in that regard so like i said we can actually you know either play some music or wind down everything but you know always at the end we talk about the platforms that we've got as well as how folks can reach us and uh what other things we've got going on so you know even though it's just me and you i guess we can share our thoughts so i'll talk to the back to you so what kind of positive messages and thoughts would you share with the audience and then i'll come back with them and then we'll also talk about what platforms we've got and that might even get us the close to the nine o'clock moment we might back after all well you know what we're still gonna have to edit some of it so it's gonna be a shortened version so you know, we can go ahead and, and wind it on down and then take it on out and then get ready for next week, which will be the middle of the month and have a good time and get ready, you know, for the next show. So it's Straight Talk with Dana and Mark, y'all, Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure that you um, catch our replays on the Skyhawk Radio Network tomorrow afternoon and Wednesday afternoon from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you miss those, then we do have replays. And the replays are on Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Pod follow, Deezer, Jay Saban, 
and right here on Blog Talk Radio. Now, we are part of uh, the Level Podcast Network, where we also have a number of shows, and those shows include the Black Girl's Guide to Surviving Menopause, um, the Chef Gang Podcast, Funk from the Front Seat, Funk Music with Zach, Less K-12 Better, Mona Shake Minority Reports, Mulling Music and Memories with Mark Lee, the online dinner party with Mark Lee, and also the Mark Lee Show, all right, the Plant a Good Seed Podcast with Tish Oakley, the Reinvention Road Trip with Jess Everhart, She's on Call, the Just Podcast, the Spinach Social Hour, Virginia Interfaith Live, Western New York Original Music, and Straight Talk with Dean and Mark. Now, like I always say, when you walk outside your front door, it's showtime and the world is your stage. Just make sure that people are not watching the rehearsal. With that being said, it's the six-man Dean Geronimo. Have an outstanding week, and we see y'all in seven days. We'll see them in seven days, and hopefully uh, folks will be uh, over there celebrating. Because like I said, I know a number of folks were over here celebrating. Like I said, I think my buddy Zach was caught in a couple of traffic jams and things of that nature. And I'm sure that folks will still be celebrating, even though certain people are trying to create their own resistance. But I don't think that resistance is going to work. So they just need to go ahead and pack their bags and get ready to get on out of there. Because once they get on out of there, we can move on to having some progress in this society that we're in so i'm definitely looking forward to seeing that and i've definitely even seen a couple of more smiles yes i've seen some frowns from some of those folks that are supporters of as dean calls them the orange julian ones but uh definitely i've seen some folks that have got their smiles on their face because they are thinking that we are in for some better days because what we've been through for the last four years have been kind of crazy so they're definitely looking forward to some better days and all of that and i know one thing for a fact thing which is that uh while some people may say that joe is sleepy joe and has that kind of nickname and all of that i do think that he will try to get the house in the order and i do not expect a whole lot of tweeting from our current president or even kamala i'm sure they might use the social media when they need to but they will not be nearly as crazy as the person currently at 1600 who just loves to tweet stuff left and right and we're not even sure if he knows what he's tweeting but he likes to try to tweet this and that so i think that we're in for some more sane days ahead and some better days ahead at least that's my uh hope and my prayer and that's definitely what i think is what's going to happen in society so i'm looking forward to it and i'm also looking forward to us continue to do some more of these great shows and like you said, we've got all these other shows on our platform. So looking forward to them engaging the many guests that they have as well. So I think that we were in for some great conversation, but at least we won't have to pick on that person at 1600 once January uh, 20th or 21st rolls around. So definitely looking forward to at least don't a little them, bit more sanity. Don't give them an extra day. It's January 20th. <laughs> get out of here on the all 19th. Right, I don't want to give an extra day. <laughs> we don't want to give an extra day. So January 20th, as he departs, and like I said, we don't know where he's going. We don't know whether he's going to hang out with his buddy Putin in Russia or whether he's going to try to hide out there in Florida. I have heard from my New York friends that they want no part of him. 
So I don't know where he's going to be departing to, but at least he's about to exit 1600, and that is a wonderful thing. So I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that. I might even have to go get one of them old calendars, and I haven't had one of these in a long time. But you remember when you had those calendars where you would mark off the dates because you knew there was a target at the end? I think I might have to do that. Like I said, I know I've got to run oh, to a um, store yeah. here, and it's not later on today. Definitely by tomorrow, and I think that I might start it on the 10th, which will be uh, tomorrow, and I'll have the rest of the days in November, all of December, and those 19 days, and just keep exiting them out until I know that he is gone. So that sounds like what I think I might have to do is get that calendar. You already got that calendar, Dean? <laughs> no, but you know what? It's ingrained in my head, so you figure once we have uh, Martin Luther King Day, man, and then you know, it's like oh, it's your time to break out of here, buddy. Goodbye. You are the weakest link. You know? Yes, so, right. He is the weakest link. Like I said, yeah. he's had those moments of firing people on The Apprentice. I think the American people have fired him, so he got a little taste of his own medicine. And speaking of Martin Luther King, and I know that I said I would not get into all the conversations, but you just brought it up. I'm hope, also hopeful that our person in Georgia will go ahead and win that seat. And I believe that they are the pastor at Martin Luther King Jr.'s church. And it does look like they're heading to two runoffs that could be the balance of power in the Senate and their future on the line as well. So from what I've heard of the candidate that is connected to Martin Luther King's church, it definitely sounds like he would be a strong ally for the Biden-Harris uh, uh, administration. So I am definitely uh, rooting for him to go ahead and pull that off in Georgia. I know it's an opioid fight, but hey, it's a runoff and anything is possible in those runoffs if you mobilize your forces and they mobilize theirs. So definitely, I think that both of those are heading off to runoffs there in Georgia. And I know I need to do more research on the second candidate, but I've heard a lot of great things about the person that is connected to Martin Luther King Jr.'s church and all of that. So I think that that would be a great thing if we can get that person in. And I also understand that we did get some first in terms of representation. I think that we've added a extra Native American, so there might be a whole whopping five members that claim Native American ancestry in uh, the Congress and all of that. And believe it or not, and I know we had one of these folks on our show sometimes back much to the chagrin of one of our former people and everything. But I think that Congress also has, for the first time ever, its first trans person. So I'm not sure how they're going to work that whole bathroom situation, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. They're smart people, and they'll definitely figure out what they've got to do. But that's the first one ever elected in history. And that's one of the things I've got to give Mr. Biden credit for. I heard the speech. I definitely love Kamala and the fact that she was wearing that suffragette white and was definitely honoring the legacy of the women whose shoulders um, is the one that she is on top of and everything. So she even acknowledged the fact that without their sacrifice, whether that's Fannie Lou Hamer, whether that's Harriet Tubman, whether that's a number of other great women, that she would not have been in the office that she is about to assume. So it was great hearing her uh, mention that. And like I said, she was wearing that suffragette white as she was giving her speech. And then Joe Biden, I think for the first time ever in an acceptance speech, acknowledged both uh, the trans community as well as the community of folks that have to suffer from disability. And that actually surprised me when somebody made the comment that they think that that's the first time, since I do know that there was at least one president, I believe one of the Roosevelt's, that actually was considered handicapped and all of that. But of course, that was a different era and a different time. So it is quite possible that that might have been the first time that it was acknowledged 
in a acceptance speech. But I did hear some people talking about that. They felt that that was the first time that that had happened. So definitely, we know we've got a lot of folks in the disability community throughout the world. So I'm glad that they were um, able to have their uh, voice heard as well. So that was amazing that they did reach out and all of that. And then I also learned that there was the sign and the word Biden was made by drones. So apparently that was how they made that because I did hear both of the acceptance speeches and then I was trying to figure out how they got that fireworks and the word spelled out. But I heard one of the news anchors saying that that was done through the use of drones. So I guess it would be kind of like the version of the old airplane, but instead of the airplane writing it out, the drones were writing it out. So that was something that is new, but you know, we're having all kinds of new technologies, including using drones for apparently spelling out presidential names. So I'd never seen that done. Maybe it's been done before, but that was my first time. And I heard them mention it, that that's how it got created. So. Um, after a while, we're going to have to have them fly over New Jersey and maybe over North Carolina, and they can write straight talk with Dean and Mark across the uh, sign so that everybody can know to listen between the hours of 7 and 9. So I think that that's what we got to do. We got to find a sponsor. So if there are any sponsors out there that have drone companies that want to sponsor and make that happen, I think me and Dean are game for that. And if you don't want to do that, if you got a plane and you just want to spell it out in the old-fashioned smoke way or however you want to make that happen, I think that I can honestly say without any uh, fear of reprisal from Dean that we will have no problem with taking sponsors, including sponsors of trade. We would rather, of course, like have some uh, cash in our pockets so that we can take care of our uh, regular needs and everything of that nature. But if you want to do it in trade, including making a uh, air, like one of those airplane announcements or even a billboard, and it, it can be either place. I'm sure that we don't care whether it's in New Jersey, New York, uh, New, um, New York, um, North Carolina, Florida. I mean, Chuck, it can even be over there in California, right, Dean? Yeah, it can. You know, let, let's go to the blue states, though. Let, let's let's rock okay. out over there. You know, the red state's gonna have to prove to us something before we could just go falling back up and there. And there's some people that us of us that are still there, but you know what? Yeah, <laughs> might be able to I do it on you. the left coast before we do it in the mid Midwest and all of that stuff, and even some of our own states over this side on the east coast so we'll, we'll be watching to see what happens and then we'll have a, a 2020 version of the green book and for those who know what the green book is i'm not going to go into detail y'all know what i'm talking about so <laughs> let's update that book let's make it happen let's start to work now for some positive change and let's see what we can make happen and it's interesting you mentioned the Green Book because there's actually two versions of the Green Book. That's actually one of the exhibits that was supposed to be going up at the HI Heritage Center until COVID came and stopped that exhibit. So like I said, I know that that was something they were going to be doing is showing stuff around the Green Book. I think they did do some things around virtually at some virtual showings, but it was supposed to be a whole big deal. But then COVID came and disrupted things like COVID did with a lot of things. But I do know that that is a touring show about the Green Book. So hopefully it will come back to time when we're at a more normal place. And definitely I know it's being shown in other places. And then there's a group of folks locally that are putting together something similar to a Green Book, but it's going to be like a black business directory for black businesses here in Durham. So I do know that that's going on. And it'll probably also include 
triangle as well. So it won't just be Durham, it might be Durham, Raleigh, and a number of other places. But uh, we're going to start with Durham, and definitely it'll be a great um, resource for folks to learn about the various businesses, not just the businesses that we all are associated with, the beauty salons, the um, definitely the funeral homes, and a number of other businesses that we are oftentimes associated with. But we're even going to highlight some businesses that we're not associated with or not oftentimes um, put in that category. Of course, like I said, the restaurants are also oftentimes associated with us, but we got folks involved in like um, AR and they might be included. And we got folks involved in like computers and we got young kids with their own businesses. They might be in the food services or they might be doing some other kind of innovative things like graphics. So we're going to try to get as many of them as we can. And as you know, with any luck, we'll catch all of them. But we're definitely looking forward to putting that together and hopefully it'll be out in the next couple of months so that folks can learn about the great black businesses that exist here in the Durham area. And I do think that there are plans to make it in other cities as well. So we might even be coming your way and creating one up there in New Jersey after the model is situated. So I do know that there are other black business guys, including there's probably one up there where you are already. But if not, we might be giving you the model so that you can create one in that area. Okay. That'll work. But on that note, we're going to end everything. And like I said, uh, me and Dean are just great uh, folks in terms of talking and letting folks know what's going on in the community. So we're actually going to end a few minutes early and all of that. So we're going to be ready to wrap it all up. And even after Dean does his magical editing, it still might wind up being a little bit over an hour long show and all of that. But at least we gave them some interesting content and some interesting thoughts. So I'm definitely looking forward to a great week ahead. I understand that the rain uh, folks may be coming in in the very near future. So I might have to deal with some rain. But other than that, it should be a great week ahead and definitely looking forward to some engaging conversations. I'll be dealing with that Black Business Expo all the way up until the 15th. And another friend of mine that was on one of those shows is doing a show about activism, and that's going to be on the 11th, on late on uh, Veterans Day. So definitely we want to give a shout out to our many veterans and their day, which is coming up as well. So that'll be coming up on the 11th. But she's doing a thing about activism and us creating like a new era in this uh, 21st century and definitely doing some positive things. So Tammy Sal, who is of um, Asian descent, will be having her, uh, I think it's a... 24-hour event, or at least I know she's starting at midnight, and I think she's running until like at least maybe 11.59 or something like that. So that'll be going on on Veterans Day. So there are a number of great things happening in the community. I'm going to have the online dinner party as Dean referenced on Wednesday. Got to figure out who my mystery guest will be. You know, there's usually somebody from America, and that might be any kind of celebrity. It might be from the world of politics, the world of sports, or wherever. And then I've got to figure out which part of the international community I want to get, because I usually try to get two. Sometimes I surprise them with three, but try to have some mystery guests from the world of history and the pop culture. So, like I said, sometimes they're historical figures, sometimes they're folks in the pop culture, sometimes they're a mix of both of those categories but definitely I'll find something for our mystery guests and then we'll have our regular guests um, and I'm still getting that lined up but I think they'll be coming out of the world of business but definitely an engaging conversation can be expected to be had on that and on our podcast network here as well so on that note I'm finally out of here and uh, Dean any final thoughts from your uh, side of the world and then of course uh, 
tell Baltimore to score lots and lots and lots and lots of points from defense because I'm not depending on Brady anymore because Brady let me down. So like I said, I'm hoping Brady's going to bounce back, but tell defense, tell Baltimore to score lots and lots and lots of points <laughs> on defense. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. We'll find out what it is, and hopefully we'll keep pushing. But uh, as far as this one, it's a wrap, y'all. See you next week. Peace.